you don't want somebody that's up at your front desk that has zero personality and that's who's you can have the smartest person up there but if they're not the people person if they're not that natural chatterbox and talker the person they're training is not going to be that way either we, we pick up on our environment we feed off of the energy that those other people give off around us so it's important to have good people around you you're listening to the hospitality leaders each week on the show, we bring you conversations with leaders in the hospitality, event, and food service industries. Our conversations help you understand the state of the industry, the challenges we all face today, and what the future holds. Subscribe and be sure to check out our website for more resources at hospitalityleaderspodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Upshift. Our on-demand staffing platform allows businesses to hire high-quality hourly workers with peace of mind. Find out more at upshift.work. Okay, so I'm here today with Christine Goodwin, the general manager of the Hyatt Place in Florence, South Carolina. How are you doing today, Christine? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you very much for being on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So you're in Florence, South Carolina. So maybe like, where is that a little bit like in relation to <laughs> in relation to where we are in the world? And then tell us a little bit about the Hyatt Place. Florence, South Carolina. If you are familiar with uh, I-95, you know, a big interstate that runs from Florida to New York, New Jersey. We're like smack dab in the middle of, of those two. So we're the halfway point between anybody coming up, all of our snowbirds driving down to Florida. We're the halfway point. People stop here on their way to Disney and when they're heading back up to their homes up in New York. So tell us a little bit about your property. Well, I'm at the Hyatt in downtown Florence. Uh, I'm a little newer to the Hyatt brand, but I absolutely love it. It's a beautiful property, uh, 103 rooms. We've got two meeting spaces, catering. We've got a bar, restaurant. It's lovely. Wonderful people. Best people. If I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> Walking distance to local restaurants. There's some shopping down here. It's just a, it's a good little spot. Florence. The downtown area recently went through revitalization probably about four or five years ago. This was one of the, the properties that really kind of helped kick that off and keep things moving with that. Florence does a few downtown events, uh, big like street venue kind of things. And it's really, it's a hit with the locals. When our guests are here, they really love participating in that kind of stuff. So it's a fun little spot. I enjoy it. You're the general manager. And what I always love is that everybody's got a story about how they got to where they were, right? So can you maybe walk us just, you know, briefly through your career and how you ended up as the general manager at the Hyatt? I like to tell people that I came into this industry by accident, fresh out of college. I needed a job. I needed something full time. And there was a position available. One of my friends got me on board at a courtyard here in Florence. And I started on the front desk. Did that for probably about two years, got promoted to front office manager. I moved to the residence inn by Marriott. Did that for probably about a year before I got another promotion to operations manager, which was probably the turning point for me. I think that was really when I realized that I really wanted to stick in with this. I enjoyed this business and this industry. There were so many other aspects to it than I originally thought. About a year later, was asked to open the Fairfield Inn and Suites as AGM. So that was my first hotel that I opened, third hotel that I'd worked at. And I was there about a year before moving down to Mount Pleasant 
and I worked at the Spring Hill Suites in Mount Pleasant as a GM. That was, I think, the largest property at that point I had worked at, 112 rooms. Our Florence properties are all kind of like in the 90 room area. So, and uh, completely different environment. Obviously, Florence being where it is along 95, we get a lot of, you know, just those leisure folks, road warriors. Whereas Mount Pleasant is very much the destination. <laughs> it's right there. We were right across the bridge from Charleston. That was a really fun environment to work in. So I did that for about two years and then went to the Cambria in Mount Pleasant. Cambria is a choice hotel, more their upper tier, but still very similar to some of the other select service brands that I'd worked at. I was there for a while before opening the Cambria in Greenville in 2020. So pandemic, (laughs) (laughs) a really fun storyline here. Yeah. So... (laughs) I opened that property as the general manager, probably was there for, well, I was there for a few months. I got the place, I got it opened (laughs) (laughs) opened in the pandemic. I was also pregnant when that was going on. So I'm big belly. It's the middle of the summer. (laughs) The world's falling apart around us. That was a roller coaster. Sometimes just getting it opening open is like the the wind of the, of the whole thing, right? Like it, we got the doors open. Yes, yeah. it really is. That's such a oh, I actually I love it though. I love opening hotels. The that's a blast too. So got those doors opened, got that place staffed, and then was out on maternity leave. So afterwards, I chit chatted with my boss and was like, "My mom's in Florence. I really feel like that's where I need to be for right now." So. I actually swapped places with the GM of the Fairfield. So I went back to Fairfield as their GM and he, he moved up, he went up to Greenville to take over that property. So I was at Fairfield getting back into the swing of things. And I was ready for something a little bit different and just kind of to, and wanted a little bit more of a challenge. My regional comes and was like, what about Hyatt? You want Hyatt? They, they need some help. And I'm like, absolutely. I'll take Hyatt. (laughs) They've got the restaurant, they've got the bar, they've got the meeting space. Yeah, I'll take Hyatt. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So here I am. I was going to say, it sounds like uh, definitely, you definitely made all the steps, right? You definitely made all the moves and congratulations. It's always great to hear somebody who starts at a line level hourly role and was able to get up to a GM's role and they can get multiple opportunities at that. That's absolutely outstanding. So congratulations. (laughs) Thanks. So, so you've been in a few properties now, right? And with those properties, I imagine that every time you change, something's different, right? Like every time you go to a property, you've got a new set of challenges, a new set of opportunities. What are some of the opportunities you saw when you took over the Hyatt as far as it's post pandemic, it's everybody's trying to rebuild. Everybody's trying to regroup. What did it look like walking in there? And what were some of the key things you focused on? my biggest purpose in coming here, they had already had some groundwork established for hiring. Is that, that is, is that not like the biggest issue that's every, everybody's running into right now? Right. Hiring people. And then once they're hired, keeping them in the door. And then once they're in the door, how do you integrate them to being part of your team and creating a successful team? I'm pretty good at that. One of the things that they really wanted me to focus on was to come in and kind of be the, be the people person. You can have people 
in charge of your departments. And it does take, there's an art to leading and bringing people together. Staffing was definitely the biggest issue. And then just kind of coming up with, I mean, we all have standard operating procedures, but really sticking to them, following through with them, making sure that we're all being consistent across the board. Again, that starts starts from day one and then we keep things moving. And the biggest compliment I've received since being here was my, my regional stopped in probably about two weeks ago. He said, it feels different. It feels better. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, just the environment, like people are laughing, they're having a good time. And it, that's what I want for my team anywhere I am, anywhere I go. And my hope is that as I train other people and coach them, they want the same thing from their teams. When I leave a place behind, I still want them to be having a good time when I go back and visit them. That means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, you, you hit on something there, right? So it, it's not just that it's not just that things are, are going well, but that the people are having fun and having a good time. I mean, that's, that's, that's not just leadership, right? Or that's not just better management or better processes or finding people. There's something else to that. So what do you feel like, what do you feel like were some of the things that you did to be able to get them past just being proficient, right? Like being good at what they did to actually enjoying what they did. It starts with some things that feel very small. I, I'm very intentional with bringing new people on board and really just making sure that they want the same thing out of this job that I want out of this job. And a big part of that is the people I'm in this job because of the people I'm in this industry. It's the guests. It's the, my associates. I enjoy making people happy and creating an experience and just making good memories. So when I interview with someone, that's a big thing is how do we personally interact and how are we personally getting along during this process? So I'm bringing people on board that I feel share my ideas and share my values that I feel will get along with everybody in the team. And I know we all, that's what we all want, but you really have to commit to that and, and follow through with it. And then we go into the onboarding process and that's obviously you do your paperwork, you do your orientation, you show them around the hotel. We have dedicated leaders that are part of the training team. So we have, I've got one girl that trains all our front desk agent. I've got one girl that trains our housekeeping staff when they come in. And these are people who've been in their roles for quite some time and know what the expectations are and their bubbly personalities. You don't want somebody that's up at your front desk that has zero personality. And that's who's, you can have the smartest person up there, but if they're not the people person, if they're not that natural chatterbox and talker, the person they're training is not going to be that way either. We pick up on our environment. We feed off of the energy that those other people give off around us. So it's important to have good people around you. And even just going through the training process, yeah, I, I touch base up there walking by and I'm what you doing? You, you know, how are things going? Just really pounding into them that we care about their training and training's an ongoing thing. You don't just get two weeks of training. It's consistent. It's regular. You're always doing on the spot and on the moment tweaks here and there. I'm talking to these people about what they want their next step to be. 
I mean, look at me, look at not just me, several of our associates have all started in the same spot that I did, but there's so much more room for growth. And so I want to hire people that want to do more and that have dreams and have goals. And then I want to help you reach those goals. That's a big, that's important to me. I had people that did that for me. I want to do that for other people. We're going to talk about your goals. We're going to talk about achieving them as a daily thing. We have, all right, we have our team meetings every day, 11 o'clock without fail. Every morning we're getting together. We're uplifting them. We're talking about the good reviews. We're talking about things that we've personally overheard that, you know, have made us proud that I've, if I overhear somebody or a guest talking to the front desk and they're bragging about my breakfast associate, my breakfast associate's getting, she's getting a shout out that morning. Talk about the good things that people are saying. We, you, we keep the negativity out of it. It doesn't help get your day started <laughs> when you have someone berating you about a dirty toilet. There's just, it doesn't set the tone. So celebrate those wins, discuss improvements. And that gives them the opportunity before we close up. Does anyone have any questions, any comments, concerns, anything in their lives they want to talk about? We give them the floor to, if they want to discuss as a group, bring it on. Let's talk about it. And I can say this because I've been the employee. It's important to me to know that I'm heard and that what I say has value. And I want to always give them that opportunity as well. Just having that consistent communication and thorough communication, that's just, it's so important. And then Friday's our fun day Friday. (laughs) We do like either a game or just like a silly activity and it can feel really ridiculous at first. (laughs) Like, I was meeting with one of my, one of my GM friends about a week ago and we're talking about the customer service scores. And, uh, I said, honestly, you just have to get really silly with them. Like it really boosts that morale, make them laugh. I said, you feel really dumb at first, but I promise you, if you can get your laundry ladies laughing, you're golden, you're golden. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun. You're at work 40 plus hours a week. You might as well make it a place that you enjoy being. I want my people to be happy here. I want them to be as happy as me. (laughs) It's important, right? (laughs) Absolutely. It really sounds like you're, like you said, you're being intentional in the hiring. You're starting from the very beginning. And when you're intentional on bringing in that person, they kind of fit with what you built, right? So it's the it's the programming, it's the training, it's the trainers, it's the fact that they're willing to be silly that, that makes a difference. And it's not just, I think as you and I were talking earlier, it's not just six people came in. I hired all six of them because six actually showed up for an interview. In a perfect world. Right, right. I actually was selective because if I just take them all right now, five of those six are going to leave anyway. So I might as well get the right people that are the right fit for what we're trying to do. And that's how you'd make this happen, not get everybody in you can and try to fit them into a program that they may or may not resonate with. Absolutely. I think a lot of people focus on culture as a something that starts in orientation. And I think that that's when people kind of circle it. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to go over our vision, our mission, our values. We're going to talk about the property norms. 
in orientation. And then they hope that the, the leadership team and the department they go to plays it out. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, but to get intentional prior to onboarding and then carry that all the way through, that's outstanding. When you do it so many times and you've seen what's not working, I finally just kind of got to a point where it was like, I can't continue to waste my time and I can't continue to waste somebody else's time either. Because essentially, if, if they're not going to fit, you're wasting their time. They could go out and find something else to do where they're actually going to be happy. And it's employment's a two-way street. It's not, I need you. I mean, I do need you, but you need to feel fulfilled in what you're doing too. So we want to, we want that. I want that. (laughs) Everybody talks about that, but it's really different. Operations are really different when that's more than just lip service, right? When Mm -hmm. you as the leader want to be fulfilled by what you do at work so that it makes your life outside of work that much better. And when the team sees that, then they almost have permission to feel the same way. Right. And so I I think that definitely starts from the top. And that's awesome. Yeah. It, like you said, it starts from the top and it trickles down and there's no one that's on this team that I wouldn't want that for that. If something was bothering them, if something came up, I besides right now, my door is shut, but every other time during the day, that door is wide open. (laughs) Establishing relationships with your staff is really important. I'm If I'm not in my office, which, I mean, I come in and I check my emails, but I spend a lot of time on the floors too. I'm up there. I'm talking to them. Can I help you? Is there something that I can do to help? I can make a bed. I can make a bed probably faster than any of these girls can. We're not going to test that theory today, maybe some other time, but... <laughs> That'll have to be a different show where we have all yeah, the guests. Where we have right? all of our previous guests on. We're going to put beds. Everybody go to a bed. Let's see how fast you can make it go. So funny story. One of our she's not our she's not our um, regional director anymore. I actually think she's oh what's her title? She does development and training now. But she came up with a bed making challenge game and like started it at one of the properties and went like all the way down our Marriott. <laughs> They loved it. And that's the kind of stuff you want to be doing like regularly. Do the silly games, do them. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I think I still hold the record at one of our properties for making a pack and play. So uh, I get that's it, man. Impressive. Those, those keep Olympics are fun. Yeah. The, <laughs> it came in handy being a dad later, right? Like you look really like an alpha dad when uh, you, know, you go to like, you like you're around the other dads and your and your packet play gets put together in 14 seconds and theirs is like struggling to make it work. They don't know what clicks. It's nice. It, it comes in handy in lots of different places. You've talked about hiring and the fact that that was one of the biggest things that you did. Our industry right now is we lost a ton of people. And I know that there are all kinds of numbers, right? There's the 71% turnover that we were already facing prior to the pandemic. There's the, I've seen numbers as high as like 84% turnover in markets as far as staffing goes. We're bringing a lot of people back in at this point in time. And one of the things that's hugely important is mentoring and coaching and guiding these leaders as they come through. So being so focused on culture, what kind of things are you telling these leaders as they come on uh, to work for you or, or are soliciting your advice? What kind of advice are you giving them as they get started here? I'd like to hope that everyone I bring through the door will someday move on up into, into management. But the folks that I have kind of coached through, the biggest and most important thing that I can, can give to them is 
really teaching them to work with their people and really develop those, those interpersonal relationships with them. Be genuine with your people because they are, they're going to, they're going to know when you're being fake, they see it, they can hear it. How many times have you called a customer service line and the person on the other end of the phone sounds like a robot? It's a real person, but they sound like a robot. No, they don't want to hear that when they come down to sit down with you. They don't want to hear the, I hear your concerns and that's valid. We'll address it. And then it never gets addressed. Sometimes there, there has to be, you've got to be real with them. And when something's not going to work, you got to tell them it's not going to work. When an idea is not going to play out, you got to tell them, don't cover things up with your staff. Be real, be authentic. That's what people, that's what they want. That's what your guests want. That's, I'm not going to sit here and BS you about a situation. I'm going to be honest with you. That's just how I operate. There's just a sense of integrity that, that comes with that. And people respect that. They appreciate it, I think, or at least I hope. That's what they've told me. So I, <laughs> they, they could be asking me. I don't really know. But I love it. I love it. Well, be, being authentic, being genuine, being yourself. I think that those are all, you know, really important things. And as people are coming and trying to build trust with our industry again, both as, as consumers, of course, mm -hmm. right. But also as team members, that authenticity, that genuine nature, that's a great piece of advice because I think a lot of people feel like they have to have a persona or follow a script and, and those, and that does not build culture, right? You can't write a script for culture. It just doesn't work that way. No, um, it doesn't. <laughs> So that is absolutely outstanding advice. This has been a lot of fun. I, I have enjoyed, you know, hearing your story, how you got to where you were. I love the insight on starting prior to hiring people because you talk about getting off on the right foot. That's making sure you even know what type of dance you're going to do, right? I mean, that is absolutely phenomenal. And then of course, authenticity and, and being genuine. Christine, I, thank you so much. I, I feel like that was some great advice, a great takeaways. And so... Other than that, if somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way to connect with you? LinkedIn is always a good spot to find any of us. And uh, across various social media platforms, Steenly, S-T-E-E-N-L-E-I-G-H. And then if you really want to connect with us as a brand, my our ownership group, rainsco.com, that's the management group I work for their website. They've got career opportunities, development, management, investor services. Check them out. Check us out. We're always down to make new friends. That is awesome. Christy, thank you so much for your time today. I look forward to connecting in the future. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And we hope you found this episode insightful. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review. You can find more information and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode at hospitalityleaderspodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Upshift. Our on-demand staffing platform allows businesses to hire high-quality hourly workers with peace of mind. Find out more at upshift.work.